My name is Summer. And my name is Nicole. And we are financial advisors. This is the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast. We have worked with many widows during our careers. Although we are not widows, we see the need for solid financial education before and after losing a spouse. We do this by telling stories from widows and our own lives. Today, we want to talk about annuities. This is a really hot button issue, especially for widows, and we'll get into that. But we just feel like it's something really important and something that's addressed a lot in financial uh, discussions with widows and older people. And we want to talk about that. And Nicole, uh, she's really kind of more clued into annuities. She's worked with them a lot over the years. And so I'm going to be asking her some questions since she's really familiar with this subject matter. So (laughs) we'll just dive right in. So Nicole, some annuities are this... Well, I guess we should talk about what is an annuity. So let's talk about that. What what is an annuity and kind of like what does that look like when someone's trying to um, propose that to someone else. Yeah. Uh, annuities, you probably hear about them a lot on the radio. There's a lot of radio ads or you'll go to like a dinner sem- seminar, you get an invitation in the mail and you'll go and they're selling annuities usually. And an annuity is an insurance product where the insurance company is basically backing up the product or giving a guarantee And that's usually the key with annuities is that there's usually some sort of safety net or guarantee involved. Um, Like they guarantee you a certain income for your lifetime or they guarantee that you can't lose money. And the thing about annuities though, there are lots of different kinds of annuities. I've heard this analogy. I thought it was really good is that um, just like you would say there's tools in your tool belt. and you'd classify them all as tools, they can each do very different things, like a screwdriver versus a paintbrush or a drill or um, a leveler or a hammer. They all have different roles and they all work very differently. And you need all the different tools depending on your project. And annuity is the same way. It's like an overall reaching term. There's lots of different kinds. And that's why it's important to find the right kind of annuity. And often why people don't like annuities is because they get in the wrong one. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, um, if you're trying to paint your house with a screwdriver, you'd get really frustrated and look really bad because <laughs> it's the wrong tool. So an annuity is basically just an insurance product and there's usually some sort of guarantee. Yes. And it sounds so appealing when you put it that way. Like, why wouldn't I want guaranteed income every month? So if you know are familiar with social security, when you're are older in your 60s, usually you can start taking social security and it comes in a monthly amount. That's kind of the same principle with an annuity as you get a monthly amount or you can, depending again on the type, get a monthly amount guaranteed every month. And it sounds really nice because if your money's in the stock market, it can kind of fluctuate with the ebbs and flows of the market. So guarantees sound appealing and that's kind of a big selling point for an annuity salesman or a financial advisor. But we want to talk about paying for that guarantee because that guarantee doesn't come for free. But often I've heard annuities kind of proposed as like, hey, this this annuity doesn't have any fees. So can you talk to us about why or like what does that look like? Is that true that there could be an annuity with no fee? 
Yeah, and that would be a specific type of annuity that's being talked about where they'll say, oh, this annuity has no fees. Well, that's a like I said, a certain kind. And the fee isn't necessarily a fee you pay directly or that's charged out of the annuity like other types of annuities, but it's more of like um, a cap. So some of these annuities will have things like where they cap out how much you can earn or they'll limit you. And so basically your fee is the opportunity cost where if you went and invested that money on your own, you could earn a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, and they've kind of designed those so they can sell them as a no-fee annuity. But there's always a cost. It just may not be as clear. It's kind of like when you go get um, a bank account or a CD at your bank. There's no fee for that. But the fee is that they could give you a higher interest rate, but they cut your interest rate down because... They need to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so similar to a CD in that sense where it doesn't necessarily say right on there that there's a fee, but they're definitely cutting your return back in order to make their own, right? Is that Mm -hmm. kind of... Yeah. yeah. And on other annuities that do have fees, the fees are hefty. They are, you know, twice the amount or more than you get in a regular investment account. You're paying for the guarantee. What kind of, like, what are, what kind of percentage of an annuity would be charging a fee? What's kind of normal? Uh, I hate to say, but you could see anything from two to 4%, depending on what type of annuity. It could be higher, could be lower, but... Yeah, and quite that's hefty. of your account value per year. And then, oh, we're getting into a whole other thing. This is why we could talk for hours on this <laughs> because annuities are so complex. Mm-hmm. Because then there's this whole other thing of, well, what number are they charging your fee against? Is it the amount of money in your account? Or sometimes they grow your money for these guarantees and they charge your fee against the higher guaranteed number, even if your money in the account is depleting. And that's confusing. I know for a lot of people, like they wouldn't understand what the heck I'm talking about, but I guess just know that, again, that's why annuities are sometimes seen as like a bad thing is because they're so complex, people don't understand them. Uh Uh-huh, totally. I think that... You hit on something really important. We need to be wary of annuities to some extent because they can come with fees that you can't see or um, you're just paying heftier fees. So let's kind of flip the switch though and talk a little bit about why annuities can be good and talk about why or when an annuity could be an appropriate solution for someone. Yeah. Well, I'll also tell you a story um, about Sally, uh, one of our widow clients who bought an annuity. And before, I'd have so many conversations with her about the markets. She was so worried about the markets. About She'd watch the news and just stress all night long. And she'd call me and I'd talk her down off the ledge and and she's like, okay, I feel so much better. But then a week goes by or two weeks and then she'd be worrying again. And she'd have to call me again and I talk her down and explain why we're invested the way we are. And even though she had other, you know, social security and her um, deceased husband, his pension, she still, the rest of her money just really kept her up at night. And so finally, you know, we found a really good annuity that would work for her. And I explained to her the costs of it and why or wait, you know, the pros and cons. And she decided to go with it. And now I hardly ever hear from her, which is kind of a bummer because I really like her, but <laughs> she doesn't call me as often and she sleeps better at night. And she's not as worried. She's not as stressed. And she just feels a lot more secure about her money. 
give yeah. her that peace of mind. Totally. But the cost was that she sacrificed a lot of growth. And I showed her the projections between, you know, buying an annuity versus not. And she's, she's kind of actually limiting the inheritance for her children. But, you know, it's her money. Uh-huh. She should do it. She, she worked hard for it. And she really needed that peace of mind. It was really worth it for her. Yeah. So she gave up some growth um, for that peace of mind. That kind of reminds me, we worked with someone who made a lot of money throughout his career and he worked in the medical field. And so he had a pretty substantial retirement when he retired and he came to us and he was like, Hey, I have tons of money in the stock market. I've got my 401k. I have these other retirement accounts. I have, um, just a lot invested and he was kind of an aggressive investor. Uh, and he said to us, you know, is there any alternative? Cause I just feel like I've really capped out in the stock market. I've put a lot of my retirement in. And so we discussed the option of, of getting into an annuity that would pay him a fixed percentage rate return. And he really liked that. And it worked really well for his situation because he wasn't really, um, he was able to still be invested heavily in the stock market, but put a portion of his money in this guaranteed product. So it worked really well for his situation, but I think that's so important. Like you mentioned with Sally is it's situational. Like what is your risk tolerance? What, what can you stomach? Can you handle the stock market or can, is it really hard for you? So I think you kind of have to look it's case by case An annuity is not a one size fits all by any means. So mm-hmm. that's important to remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about another situation where it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So I had another, um, woman come in to see me. Her name was Marie. Well, we'll call her Marie. (laughs) And she was pretty young. Her husband had died when she had three little kids and she was barely 30. And he he was a very like prepare for the worst kind of guy. So he had done all his homework. He left them a lot of life insurance and, you know, the will, the trust, everything was in place, which is surprising for someone so young. And he he just really had set them up really well at college funds for all the kids, wedding funds, like it was all there. And, and for her to, you know, buy a house outright, have plenty to live on, never have to work again. Like she was set, but she had never been in charge of the money before. She knew nothing about investing and she was very worried about it. And um, life had just thrown her a curveball, and she didn't want the stress or the risk of investing on her. So when she got approached and shown an annuity, she felt like, well, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want. And she put almost all of the life insurance money into different oh, wow. types of annuities. <laughs> and here's why it was wildly inappropriate for this guy to have sold her annuities. You cannot take money out of annuities until you're 59 and a half. This was her kid's college money that she needed in like 10, 15 years. And it was in, and she couldn't touch it for 30 years and be without penalties. Wow. That's crazy. And sometimes annuities, annuities are taxed a little bit different than if you're just like in a regular investment account. So it's also going to be a little bit higher tax for her. And she was stuck in certain surrender periods. That's the other thing about annuities. They usually have like, you can't touch the money for 10 years without hefty penalties. Uh So there's the surrender period penalties. There's the penalty of if you take it out before 59 and a half, the IRS charges you a 10% penalty plus the taxes when you take it out. And 
so she's like two or three years down the line and she started realizing, you know, getting over her widow's fog and her, you know, getting out of survival mode, she started realizing what she had bought. And we had to help her unwind that all and figure out how to get out of those annuities. And annuities are sometimes can be not quite permanent contracts, but for some of those guarantees, it's you got to keep the annuity or you lose the guarantees Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't really benefit you. And they're, you know, also could be tied up for 10 years. And again, taxes, when you take it out, it can be really messy to get out of an annuity once you get into it. And again, wildly inappropriate for this young widow to have an annuity, even though it fit her objective of something safe. Yeah, totally. I think it's really important. You brought up surrender periods. So as in my experience in the financial industry, I haven't been working in it for that long, but as I've looked at annuities, surrender periods... Sometimes they're seven years, but I've heard them up to being up to 10 years, meaning you can't take the money that you put in out without a surrender charge, which could be several thousand dollars. Yeah, 10, nine, 10% of the account. Yeah. So let's say you put in a hundred thousand dollars. If you took out your account prematurely, they could charge you up to 10 grand. That's expensive. So I think that's just something to... It doesn't mean that annuities never work and that they're bad, but it means, hey, you need to be aware that, hey, what if I needed that 100000 to pay for my children's education? Or what if I need, wanted to take fifty grand out and uh, put it into like... Real estate. Yeah, real estate or going on vacations with my family. Your money is locked up and it takes away flexibility being in an annuity. And that's fine if you're aware of that and you have other funds to draw on. But if you stick all your money in there, (laughs) just be aware that flexibility goes away virtually. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let me tell you another story about losing flexibility. This goes to another feature of annuities. You can put money in there that... Um, you've already paid taxes on or like your 401k money that you maybe haven't pre-tax money. And then, but any growth you have in annuity, well, unless you, uh, you can also put a Roth in there too. We're getting into complex tax situations now. Yes. (laughs) But basically, you know, unless it's a Roth, you have to pay taxes as you take the money out. Um, So uh, the client who came to me and they had um, purchased several annuities over their lifetime, like slowly been accumulating. Because again, they didn't were excited about the volatility of the stock market. They did have some money, um, but they also both had a pension from their jobs, which is unusual today. And then they both were going to get pretty hefty social security benefits because they both had worked a long time. So they had quite a bit of income already that was, you know, guaranteed. Um, and then on top of that, they had bought all these annuities that were going to give them other guaranteed income. And so then they get to retirement and we run an analysis on them and they have way more income than they need, but they're having to pay tax on all of it. Yeah. Every year they take it out. So every year they took out, they got that guaranteed income from the annuity, they had to pay tax on the money, even though they didn't need it to spend. So it took away all their tax planning flexibility to try and lower their taxes in some years versus others. Um, and, you know, they'd paid tons of fees to have these annuities over the years and they were paying for those guarantees. And so they were just sick about canceling them and taking them out and they decided to keep them and they just have hefty tax bill every year. <laughs> yeah, that is seriously crazy. I think too, just knowing that, wow, like I put money in this annuity and do you really understand, or I guess if you were considering an annuity, do you really 
understand what the cash flow will be like. Will it put you in a higher tax bracket? Like what will that look like for you in retirement when you start tapping in to the withdrawals? So that's just something to be wary about is, you know, is it too substantial or too little of an income for your lifestyle and your needs? Good question to ask. Um, and you got to consider the other incomes you're going to be having. So, okay. So let's move into the kind of the reason people are selling these annuities. Obviously they get paid. So tell us about how people who sell annuities get paid off the contract. What, how does that work? Yeah, so annuities are commissionable products so that the person who sells it to you gets a big upfront commission, um, generally. And that's how it's always been in the past. There are, Actually, we're starting to see a lot of non-commission annuities and our firm is a non-commission firm. We don't do anything on commission. So we're really excited to see the growth of commission-free annuities because we do definitely see that they have a place sometimes for people. And the great thing about a commission-free annuity is that it, it makes the fees less to the client. So if I'm selling Summer uh, an annuity that has no commission, her fees are going to be less because... Um, that annuity company doesn't have to pay me a commission. I actually would charge Summer separately for helping her get the annuity and manage it. And then I'm not pulling fees from her guarantees. So we're really helping to maximize her guarantees in that annuity. So it's pretty exciting that we're starting to see more commission-free. But that's pretty rare. And in the past, um, you would see huge commissions on these. And so if somebody puts you know, you um, $100,000 of your money into an annuity they could get paid a 5% commission. So they're getting paid $5,000 up front. And they're not getting paid. So they can, you know, there's different structures, but a lot of times they can get paid up front and then there's zero incentive for them to continue to help you with that annuity, understand what you've got, how is it going to be taxed? And in five years, when you want to start taking the money out, how do you do it? What's the implications going to be? Almost everybody I talk to who's ever bought an annuity does not know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> they And I actually used to work at a call center for annuities when I was first out of college. And um, my job basically was for people to call in and ask me questions about their annuities. And I explained to a lot of people, this is what you bought five years ago, 10 years ago. <laughs> and most people were pretty shocked when they learned, oh my gosh, this is what I bought. This is how it works. That's not what I thought. Yeah. And these aren't like little kitchen products that they bought and they don't understand how they work. These are tens of thousands of dollars. Um, some annuities have minimums that you need to put in. Yeah, so. you got to put 250000 in. Yeah. So they this can be very substantial. This is not just a small purchase. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about. And they come with huge contracts. These contracts are really fat when you get an annuity. It's a legal contract and has all these terms you don't understand. So yeah, they're pretty complicated. And so if you have a representative who's not incentivized to or being paid to continue to help you with it, um, you know, they just get you in. The incentive then with the commission is just get you in it. Because once you're in it, you're stuck for 10 years and I already made my commission and I don't have to continue to help you because I've already been paid. Right. Not that all agents are like that, but that is kind of the the structure. And I see people all the time who are like, yeah, I talked to the guy. He sold it to me. I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, totally. Or the woman. <laughs> so yes. um, nice thing again about that. We do a no commission structure. So then 
you know, we charge, you know, an, an annual fee to help manage people and help people with their annuities. And so then we're constantly helping them understand what they own and how it works with their financial plan. And hey, when you need to withdraw money, should you take mm-hmm. it from this account or from your annuity? Uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, really letting it play into their financial plan instead of just selling them something and then just saying, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you take out the income when you need it or whatever. Yeah. And, and annuities can be a great tool if they're used appropriately. And I, when I worked at that call center, I saw so many people who were like, I hate my annuity. This is stupid. Like, I, why did I do this? Because they weren't using it appropriately. It wasn't a part of an overall financial plan. They didn't know what they had. And I saw lots of other people who were very happy. Um, so you can, yes. it's a kind of hate love relationship, depending on <laughs> what you bought and when you bought it. And, and also on how the markets are doing when the markets are volatile. The annuity is more appealing because remember it's guaranteed. It's the same every month. You can block out the noise of the market going down 30% or whatever. And then when the markets are up 20, 30%, the annuity becomes maybe a little bit less appealing. You're like, wow, I'm, you know, earning 5%, let's say, just as an example, in my annuity. And the stock market did 20% this year. Ooh, that's that's where you, you, you cap yourself. So it goes both ways, but it can definitely provide a sense of peace during that, um, during turbulent times in the market. So that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. And this is like another, like we would never put all of somebody's money in annuity because of some of these issues right. of locking it up. And then also like, you should have some money in the stock market to help you keep up with inflation and other things. But again, everybody's situation is different and you should just really, you should build a financial plan to know, um, you know, what, what you need, what your cash flow is, what your taxes are going to be when you need the money to help you understand if you should buy annuity and then what kind. Because we've talked a lot about like guaranteed income, but there's also ones that just like say you can't lose money when the market goes down. Yes, tons of different types. And like Nicole said, making sure it fits in your plan or I guess not making sure it does, but seeing if it fits into your financial plan. Let's wrap up with one last topic I wanted to ask about. So why are widows such a target for annuities or these types of insurance products? What makes it um, maybe a little bit easier to sell to a widow? Yeah, I think it goes back to that story I told about Marie, the young widow of, you know, such an unexpected loss in her life and her life was turned upside down and she just wanted some um, less risk and didn't want to deal with ups and downs of the market. And so the annuity just really is appealing in that way of offering some guarantees and reassurance. Um, and and that, that it can be very important. And, and it could be appropriate for widows. But again, there's hundreds of different types of annuities. And every annuity company offers different rates or structures, or they might have some bonus feature on there or offer a bonus during a certain period of time. There's so many out there. And so you really should find a fiduciary. Fiduciary is someone who has your best interests at heart. They're required to follow and do what's in your best interest. And somebody who can shop it out for you to make sure they're finding you the right annuity and always do a financial plan first. Any, I think the biggest problem is that most, um, well, let me tell you this story. So, well, it's kind of a made up story, but it's kind of based on some things I've seen of, um, you know, John is in college and he gets hit up by a, 
a company saying, you know, while you're in college, come work for us and sell annuities. You just have to pass an insurance exam. The insurance exam takes John maybe 20 hours to study for. He passes and now he can go sell these annuity products because you only have to have an insurance license. You don't have to have a college degree or any licensing, like understanding the stock market or anything which you're usually taking money out of the stock market to put it in an annuity. <laughs> Good to think to understand. Yeah, so you should understand that when you're taking people's money out of one thing to put in another. But John, you know, this 20-year-old kid can now go and pitch somebody to take their million dollars of life insurance and put it in an annuity with him and he gets paid 5%, which is, what is that, $50,000? That's, that's how crazy. That's how annuities work. That's how the insurance industry works. It's crazy that a 20-year-old kid can just go and tell somebody like, you know, and if he's a good salesman, that's what I usually saw is good salesman. They can talk you into this thing with some nice guarantees. And, and then you have this product that may or may not be appropriate for you. And maybe you could have gotten one better, but that was the one that paid John the best bonus. And, or his manager said, Hey, we got to really push this quota this month, this product. Um, so you just got to be really careful because of how annuities are sold. They're, they're an insurance product, so they're managed by the insurance industry, which is, and this gets into complicated stuff, if it's a state-regulated um, state mm -hmm. industries insurance, and it's just not as well regulated as um, like the stock market is, where you have to have a lot more right, um, oversight. You are limited more in what you can say and your advertising, whereas insurance companies are not. Um, sorry, this is getting into the boring stuff of, <laughs> of it, no. but, and just how, you know, our, the financial industry needs to be fixed a little bit. Yes, there are definitely some things that are glaring problems. <laughs> so, but I think that you hit on a really great point, which is like we said, from the beginning of this episode, annuities can be appropriate. They can make a big difference in your financial plan and providing you a guarantee. And it's not a bad thing to desire a guarantee or pr to protect your money, especially in a case where it might be a widow. If you lose your husband and you've been married for a long time, you're looking at your finances like this is what we've worked for all these years. And especially if he was the one making a lot of those financial decisions, you feel a little bit... I guess, financially naked, if you will. And like lost, I yeah. lost um, and maybe just wanting to protect everything that you and your husband worked for. So that's a, not a bad thing to want. You just need to make sure it works in your financial plan and consult with a professional financial advisor or someone who can really help you understand if that will work. Because like we've mentioned too, these products are complicated and confusing. So mm -hmm. it should not be something you enter in lightly and you got to take your time, do your research, understand what it, you're going to be owning because it's not like a, oh, an easy decision you can just reverse. And um, I would just be really careful who you buy them from too. Like we mentioned that finding a good fiduciary, someone knowledgeable with lots of experience and who will take the time to shop it out for you. Um, someone you can really trust. And I think the other big thing is that they say you shouldn't make a any big decisions within a year after a death. I don't actually necessarily agree with that from talking to certain widows. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to make decisions. Totally. But um, I do think the annuity is one that maybe you should wait a little while after your husband's death, unless it's just 
really, really makes sense. Yes, totally. Yeah, there's just, just when you're going into an annuity to look at them, like we just mentioned, be cautious and really try to take a step back and and uh, figure out what exactly you're purchasing, like Nicole mentioned. So, Okay, well, I just have to say a few things to make our compliance department happy. <laughs> Any numbers we mentioned in this podcast are hypothetical and... Um, you know, you might see some different things in the stock market than what we mentioned and with annuities. This is all just some examples yes. for illustrative purposes only. <laughs> Keep our compliance happy. And then um, all stories we told are hypothetical and they're based on real client experiences, but we changed names and details for um, their, their privacy. privacy. Yeah, and protection. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to know more about us and what we do, visit our website, rockhousefinancial.com. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Rockhouse Financial is an SEC registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the opinions of Rockhouse Financial or any other sponsors of the podcast. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.